Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 271 and we're talking about travel in Austria. That's right. We've been here uh, again after a long return. It's been really interesting seeing after a long return, after a long time away. And it's been really interesting seeing what's changed, what's new, and how as we revisit it, our kind of thoughts and feelings about things have changed. Yeah, we did visit in, I think it was October last year, but before that we hadn't been here for some time. And I really love Austria. I think it's a really, really lovely country, and I've really been enjoying being back here. Our Austrian friends think I'm mad. I say something, oh man, I really like Austria. And they're like, what? You like Austria? (laughs) (laughs) But it's a nice place. It is, it is. You can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay traveling by booking through us. So if you enjoy the podcast we put out, then please do visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. And if you're shopping online, if you visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Amazon before you do your shopping, then we get a bit of a commission. So we really like it when you do that. Or you can get a free audiobook with a two-week trial of Audible through IndieTravelPodcast.com slash audiobook. Yeah, if you like listening to podcasts, you might like listening to audiobooks as well. And uh, I kind of cheated when I did my free trial and downloaded the longest book I could (laughs) possibly find, which was really enjoyable. Um, And then cancelled the subscription. And cancelled the subscription. So I got my zero dollars worth and it was awesome. Yeah, but I mean... We have kept that subscription running again. I mean, mm. we, we did that once, and then we thought, no, actually, we do want to listen to more audiobooks, <laughs> yeah. and then it signed up again. And, uh, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our own books are at guides.indietravelpodcast.com, or just type in indietravelguides.com into your browser, and that will take you there. Um, this week, well, I think that the solo travel is really kicking off again in travel safety. Um mm looking especially at events in India and Turkey, and um, there's been some weird reports. I actually started up a uh, conversation in the travel forum about travel safety in India, um, and that kind of ties in really well to three of our books, The Travel Safety Book with Craig Bidois, uh, The Art of Solo Travel by Stephanie Lee, and Woman on the Road and uh, by Leila Jirai. And they are all good books if you're a solo traveler looking at going or uh, you're interested in learning more about travel safety. Yeah, whatever you do, don't let the news put you off traveling by yeah. yourself because there will always be news about travelers, uh, things going wrong. But things go wrong at home too. I mean, I'm sure you already know that. But I really hate it when people put things off. Mm. I recently read a book. Um, oh, I, was a, I was reviewing a paleo diet book. And the whole idea was that you can travel if you're on a strict diet or if you have allergies. And I thought, I love this book because it's encouraging people to travel despite limitations. And I don't think that traveling alone is a limitation at all. But if you do, don't. Because, you know, you can do it. Yeah, well said. Well said. Well, um, we are talking about Austria, which isn't really the most popular of destinations. It's not uh, somewhere like England or... Um, France has Paris, and everyone goes, oh, yeah, yeah. When you say Austria, it takes a little bit to click around. People might think of the sound of music and then <laughs> scream and run away. Um, no, or everyone might, knows about you Vienna. You might tie into Vienna. Yeah, yeah. everyone knows about Vienna, but I'm, I think if you don't think about it, you might not realize that that's Austria. You know, it's just one of those famous cities in, in mm. Europe. Austria is also famous for Innsbruck, which is a really, really beautiful town nestled in the valley uh, with 
really good skiing. In fact, I think they had two Winter Olympics there. So whenever we turn on the TV at the moment in Austria, we see Olympic sports, which is bad because it's April. <laughs> it's snowing outside at the yeah. moment. We're in a tiny little town called Tulnebach. And uh, we checked the weather forecast. And, you know, it was going to be a bit of snow. There's like, what, six inches of snow on the ground on the oh, 3rd I of April. don't even know what that means, but it's about ankle to knee high, no matter where you are. Yeah. And, uh, it's yeah. Very it's very beautiful. The, the trees look amazing. There's a forest right nearby, which we were hoping to hike in. Yeah. But uh, I don't think that's actually going to happen. No, well, if on the city streets you're, like, walking through shin-deep snow, I can't imagine what it would be like out in the, the mud in the, in the park. And while we've got good hiking gear, we don't have kind of the gear you need for going out and long hikes at minus five to one degree. Mm, it was three degrees yesterday. Yeah. That was quite crazy. nice. This, this <laughs> cold winter all over Europe is, uh, yeah, just really odd. And so if you're elsewhere and thinking, oh, should I come to Europe now or come to Europe in a month or in a bit or something? A month if, and a bit is a good if, idea. <laughs> if you like skiing, then the season's still full on. You should come. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't, you want to go around the cities and enjoy sitting outside in cafes, then definitely wait. This uh, this is serious winter that we're having at the moment. It's, it's mad. I mean, it really should be spring. And in fact, when we came to Austria, we thought, awesome, we'll be able to do all sorts of hikes because Austria is fantastic for hikes. There's lots of forests. In fact, as we were leaving Linz the other day, we noticed uh, a lot of deer. We mm. were just on the train and I looked out the window and I saw two deer. I said, Craig, look at the deer, look at the deer. He looked and and then two minutes later, more deer, more deer. And then two minutes later, more deer. And then later we saw a whole herd of about, what, 12 deer. Mm. And they weren't even in the forest. They were in a field. But it's so great. So we're hoping to do lots and lots of hiking because we thought, yeah, end of March, beginning of April, it's spring. Unfortunately, it is not spring. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So we've mentioned uh, some of the biggest cities in Austria and the places that people go. Uh, Vienna, Salzburg, and Innsbruck. Uh, the other big city is Linz, which isn't that well known and isn't that popular, but I like it for a couple of reasons. Primarily because we have a friend there, and so yeah. it's always nice to go and see her, but also because of the Ars Electronica Center, which is a large um, kind of digital museum and gallery. I wasn't able to go the last time we were there, but I'm Definitely, definitely going to carve out a, a few hours and go and see that. Um, and they've also got a really nice cinema complex, which we mm. uh, went into the last time, which is kind of a art center, restaurant space, cafe space, and cinema all around a plaza next to the university, which uh, was really good. I really like Linz because of the Postlingberg, which is a mountain. Now, we haven't gone there. We're going to go again because it's really a mountain for children. At the top of the mountain, there is the Grottenbahn, which is uh, a train shaped like a dragon, and you go through a little grotto with dwarves, you know, seven dwarfs type dwarfs with axes and things like that. And then in the middle of all that, there's a, a mini town with like one third size houses. And I think the doors open, or yeah. anyway, it's shops and things. And it's like being on the Linz main street with all the, I think they've got a villa, and it's really cool. And luckily, uh, my sister's going to come and visit us here in Europe soon, and she's got a two-year-old son, so I think he'll really enjoy it. I'll really enjoy it. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we move uh, west to east to talk about Innsbruck next? Sure. 
Innsbruck is a really lovely place. I mean, as I said before, I really like flying into Innsbruck is really nice mm. because it's uh, it's in a valley and you've got, well, usually snow-covered mountains on either side. We arrived once by plane and uh, we were told later that it's one of the most difficult landings that a pilot can do because it's so technical. You have to come in and then turn around. And, yeah, yeah, well, you're basically you're, you're following the mountain path for feels like forever and so flying in if you fly in during the day it's just amazing you feel like you could just kind of reach out the window and touch the mountain peaks as you're kind of drifting between them uh, if you have a fear of flying this will cure you of it forever but uh, you might freak out a bit as you go down yeah. um, Innsbruck is a great place for winter sports mm. uh, so as we mentioned before it had um, two winter Olympics held there so it got really really good infrastructure and uh, a lot of our friends have gone there for skiing yeah, I really like the kind of the après ski, the feeling around the, the village in the evenings. And uh, there isn't that much of cultural interest, even though it's been an important city in the past. Um, you know, the kind of the museums and famous things and like, yeah, it's yeah, famous go, golden, go, roof. golden roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty. OK, um, but the, the bars and restaurants are really good. I like the river. It's really <laughs> nice. And uh, we also were there in summer, and there are free hikes that you can do, like guided hikes. You meet at a certain point, and they throw you into a minivan and take you to a certain point, and you hike around for a couple of hours. And they take you to an elm house, which is one of the... It's like a, a mountain house where you can buy basic food and drinks, and you're expected to buy something because that's your way of giving back to the community, and you can give your guide a tip as well. But it's, it's basically free, but you buy something. And we've done that twice now, yeah. and both times we totally loved it. That's fantastic. You... Yeah, go to, the, go to one of the walking tracks, hike for a couple of hours around Alpine Lakes and things like that, and then sit down for a beer and a big meal, cold-cut meats and cheeses I normally go for because yeah. that's what I'm into. And then, uh, yeah, hike back down again. It's a great day. In fact, that photo of us that graced the Indie Travel podcast for ever and ever, <laughs> both of us in green jackets, was taken on one of these Alpine parks. Yeah. In, in, in Austria about seven years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you're wondering why we're looking so youthful, it's because it's an old, <laughs> old photo. Yeah. Um, well, at Innsbruck is basically where Austria kind of stops being a closed fist and starts being an outstretched finger if yeah. you're looking at a map. There's kind of this... I don't know. Different people have called it different things. The but drumstick I is the one the, I like. The chicken drumstick, yeah. yeah. This is the narrow point of the chicken drumstick to the west. Um, that's a region called Vorarlberg. And um, I don't know. To me, it has a lot of cultural similarities with Bavaria and the south, south of Germany, but I'll probably get kicked out of the country for saying that. Um, it's because it's right next door. It's yeah, basically the, a, the, a long, narrow passageway between Germany and Italy with Switzerland mm. at one end. <laughs> yeah, well... I guess so. And uh, um, Liechtenstein. Yeah, Liechtenstein squeezed in at the, the bottom there. Yeah, so if you're um, trying to visit lots of countries all at once, this is a great, great yeah. place to visit. Yeah, you can hire a car there and, and do five in a day. Yeah. Um, we did it by train that time, my dad. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Got a good start to the year. Um, so, yeah, so Vorarlberg's um, lots of small towns, lots of small villages, and a nice place to go, but there's no big standouts, I'd say, that you... You have to get to out there until you hit the, the Bowdoin Sea, Lake Constance. Mm -hmm. um, and so heading east, uh, the next big city you come to is Salzburg, which was made famous, I guess, by the sound of music and Julie Andrews waltzing around. Yeah, and actually most Austrians have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> when you yes. talk about the sound of music. But you can do a sound of music tour. 
And uh, when we were there, we stayed at a hostel that plays the Sound of Music at 8 o'clock every night. So that's probably still running, if you're interested. And it's actually quite cool. I enjoy watching these movies that are set in places because you walk around the next and you go, oh, yeah, that's right, I saw that in the movie. And it just, I don't know, it, it deepens your appreciation of a place. Like when we did the Third Man tour in Vienna, which mm. I would highly recommend. Well, we didn't do the tour. We watched the Third Man and then we wandered around the city. And we tried to do the tour. We called up to see if we could do it and they just had no places because it's only seasonal, mm. which is very, very disappointing. Actually, we should look into that again. It might be opening again. Yeah, yeah. Um, Salzburg is a beautiful city, and I think it's worth going there for a few days um, just to wander around and enjoy it. There's mm -hmm. a couple of great day trips out of Salzburg as well. Um, you can go down to the, the ice caves and uh, down at Hallstatt. Uh, no, Hallstatt's got the, the salt mines, and there's all of these kind of day trippy things around it none of which we've done and they're things that we're wanting to do this time when we're in Austria yeah. is to go out and see some of these uh, these places that are just an hour or so outside of Salzburg so we're kind of slowly drifting more and more west and mm -hmm. once we get out there we'll try and do some of them yeah I really like that area around Salzburg it's really nice uh, another big city in Austria is Graz which is in the south kind of the southwest and, uh, southeast. Southeast, yeah, I always get that wrong. Um, we have never stayed there, but it's a really great place to do a day trip to. If you're traveling from Vienna to Italy or vice versa, mm. it's a good place to stop. So you, you leave like nine o'clock in the morning, takes you about two hours to get there, have three or four hours there, have lunch there, and uh, then go on to your next destination. It's just a really nice city. Uh, it's got good places to eat, lunch. It's got a little uh, hill with a clock tower on the top. Yeah, it's pleasant. It's got bells. Yeah, you can pick up a little walking map um, from the information center and it takes you around and takes you to several of the most important buildings. It's a nice way to kind of pass an hour or two between lunch and jumping on the train again for the yeah. afternoon. In fact, we've got an article about exactly this coming oh, up yeah. soon. Either we published it last week or it's coming up next week, but it's, it's soon. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and, well, if you can stay longer, there's a really good art gallery there and a uh, film gallery there as well, mm -hmm. which uh, have always looked interesting, but we've never been around long enough. Yeah. Uh, those walking tours are so good. Yeah, yeah. The tourist office has three or four of them, and they're all really, really good quality. Yeah. Graz is also famous for its music scene, uh, especially jazz. And so if you're there in the evenings, um, there's kind of little pedestrianized quarters where there's lots of bars and you'll often find a band playing at one of them. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole lot of countryside, basically, uh, in the big circle that's formed between uh, Salzburg and Graz, and this whole big area that you'll probably only see from a train window. And the trains in Austria are amazing. Some of the most yeah. scenic trains anywhere. I had a large argument with someone the other day who was telling me that he didn't like travelling at all. He didn't like travelling by train. And I just stared at him in complete incomprehension because I love traveling by train. Traveling by train is the best thing in the entire world. You can just sit there and read a book or listen to an audiobook or listen to a podcast. Maybe you're doing that right now. Let us know if you are. That would be cool. Uh, or whatever. Have a conversation. Play a game because most of the, uh, the trains have little tables so you can play a game on it. And enjoy the views. Maybe you'll see deer. It's awesome. And although we usually use UBB, which is the National Rail Network, we recently started using Westbahn, which is another kind of competitor rail service, which uh, is a really good service as well. It's quite new. It wasn't around when we were here six or seven years ago, 
and it just does uh, the main trunk line between Vienna and Salzburg but uh, you can get really good discounts it's about half price on on the UBB fare but of course it doesn't go the whole way uh, UBB is really good because if you're traveling in a group you get discounts so for example when we were coming from Vienna here to Tulnebach, it was four euros each, but... Uh, it was 10% off 10% when we off, bought yeah. um, the two tickets together. So don't go to the ticket machine and like buy one ticket, then another ticket. Mm-hmm. Make sure you go, there's two people traveling this journey, and you get a, a discounted ticket for that. So yeah. if you're uh, going to the same place as other people in your hostel, make sure you corral them all together. And buy the ticket and at the same time. when you're buying your ticket at the machine... Yeah, buy it all together, work out the cash first, chuck it into the machine, and uh, you'll save, I think, up to 5 to 20%, yeah. depending on how many people are traveling together and things like that, um, which is great. The um, other thing to consider is if you're under 26, you can get a Vortils card. It costs 20 euros, and it gives you 50% off all, pretty much all train journeys, mm. not within the cities, in the city limits, but for all longer journeys. We did that when we were here six or seven years ago when yeah. we were young, and it saved us so much money. Yeah, if you're traveling extensively in Austria, there's no better way to save money. Um, if you are just passing through, then a Eurail pass could be really good if you're combining it with other rail travel, especially in Switzerland, Germany, and further north. Yeah, for sure, because it's one of those expensive um, this is, countries. This is in the expensive zone of European mm. rail travel. However, um, if you book in advance, as, yeah, you deals. can also save. I mean, we got um, a good fare from Linz to Vienna for nine euros each, which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, even uh, the Westbahn costs seventeen fifty, and yeah. the normal price is about thirty five euros. So you just need to do a bit of research. So uh, this countryside that we uh, were yes. talking about before we got got uh, started on trains. Trains are awesome. <laughs> There's all sorts of little towns and. Each of them kind of have their own speciality, and there's different regions that are official but probably won't show up on a big picture map. Like there's an area called the Mostviertel, and uh, that area is famous for making apple cider, which is most. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Weinviertel, which famous is wine. famous for wine. Um, and so there's, there's the Waldviertel, which Waldviertel, is famous for the forests. The forests, yeah. So there's all of these little areas that have pretty much families that have been doing this kind of thing forever and ever and ever. Like a few weeks ago, we were in a place called Misselbach, which is north of Vienna, about half an hour to an hour, something like that. Um, it wasn't too far away. And this is uh, right in the heart of the Weinviertel. And so we were staying at this little uh, restaurant kind of hotel near the train station, which had a sauna, which was amazing. It was awesome, um, I broke my glasses. Yeah, never go from icy cold temperatures into a sauna with glasses. Uh, that's what we learned. There's yeah. a travel tip, a tip for young players. Um, and um, But the important thing was they had a community hoi rigger, which was kind of a community hall slash restaurant slash drinking hall where um, families that ran the local wineries would be given a license to use it for about a week two times a year. So they didn't know yeah, about, about 10 days in the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two at one season, uh, one session at one season and one at the other. And they would come in and bring um, food from their farm, wines they made on their winery, uh, stuff that they had hunted in the forest and then cured, or they brought all in... locally produced. They brought in all of their food from their farm, from the forest, um, mushrooms, venison, pork, 
all sorts of pickles and cheeses, and of course the wines they had grown. And we went in and sat down and joined a table with an old couple and uh, another guy we were with, Alex. And uh, yeah, we just joined this table and spoke for 30 minutes with the... Uh, very, very bad German. Very bad very German. Bad. Uh, with the, uh, the postman, who, uh, well, the retired postman and his wife, while we were drinking wine. And then after they went, we spent a bit of time talking with the waiter. Mm-hmm. And In the, English, the, thank goodness. The 20-something-year-old waiter was the winemaker. We had been sitting drinking his wines all night. Yeah, he said, oh, yeah, my dad makes the spirits and I make the wine. Yeah. It's, like, awesome. I was, like, pulled out the town map and went, where are you? He's like, oh, just down here. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that, it's not something you can, it's not something that's easily accessible mm-hmm. in many parts of the world. And that's what excites me about small-town Austria. Yeah. Is all of Every this. Every small town has something interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it might not be interesting in a big picture kind yeah. of a way, but it's interesting in a very significant region. And if you enjoy slow travel and enjoy going to see what's there mm-hmm. and then just experiencing it and spending time with people, then, yeah, it's just so so friendly, so welcoming, and there's always something weird, yeah. unusual, or just eye-catching. I remember a few years ago when we were in a town called, I think it was Weidhofen and and they had a, a four-month exhibition or a five-month exhibition, and it was all about fire. And a neighbouring town had a, like a neighbouring exhibition all about earth, so it was called Fire and Earth. And they'd redesigned their, their castle with some uh, kind of modern appendages to, to draw more people. And it was just yeah. this weird thing that you could do. It cost two euros to go in, but people yeah. were coming from all over the area to go and do it and see it and yeah. go school trips to it. And then the next day you'd catch the train and go to the neighbouring hamlet, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you might be able to call it a village, where they, <laughs> they had the, the other half of the exhibition. Mm-hmm. And um, It was awesome. Yeah. It was just something really cool. And I still remember that outside the, uh, the exhibition hall, there was a playground, a children's playground with a fire theme. Yeah, and we've got right. a picture of you going down the slide. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Weidhoven under Ibs. Maybe it was. Yeah, Weidhoven under Tyre was pretty empty. No, it was Weidhoven under Ibs. Yeah. But things like this, this, this is what I love about Austria. I love the cities, but you'll miss out on a lot if you only stay in the city. Mm. So something you could do if you're looking on, <clears throat> on couch surfing is uh, just look at couch surfing profiles from smaller villages, smaller towns. And mm. Don't always go and stay and play. And, and choose randomly. Look at people's village uh, profiles and see if they have anything interesting to say about it. Or if someone invites you to go and stay with them, do it. Or ch- yeah. choose a town randomly or look on Wikipedia or whatever. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of just randomly shown up in certain places. Our old job took us to, to lots of small towns. But we love it. We love it. Yeah, it's great fun. Great fun. Um, well, you mentioned cities, and we should, I guess, talk about the elephant in the room before we finish, and that's talking about Vienna. Vienna. Vienna is a wonderful city. I really do love it. I really love Austria, you know? <laughs> it's such a nice <laughs> no country. Kidding. It's so lovely. The people are friendly, and when you're walking down the main streets with those beautiful buildings, all in mm. pastel colours, it's just so lovely. It is. And they do heating really well. Although mm. it's freezing outside... Inside, actually, yes. I'm a bit too warm. Getting hot. Couldn't yeah. sleep last night. I need to work out how to uh, adjust the heating. <laughs> <laughs> so well, Vienna, we, Vienna. Yeah, we've done podcasts specifically on Vienna, and we've been talking for over twenty minutes already. So I reckon we will uh, 
just do a, a flying tour, I guess. Um, and thinking of tours, we recently got sent a uh, copy of an app which is free to oh, download, yeah. download called Gretel Does Vienna. Um, and it was made a couple of people we know from the online travel world and uh, an expat living there in Vienna put it together and it's an audio tour with a map so you've got the map on your phone and you follow the line on the map and uh, it takes you to places and then you can listen to you know the audio guide talking mm -hmm. about it um, and yeah I had to play around listen to some of the descriptions of places I've already been to and looked at the map we were kind of out of the museum's courtier a bit so we were away from uh, the the free offerings that mm. they've got. Well, we had a grand and, plan uh, to go and use it, but then we both got sick and needed to stay in. <laughs> then it rained and then it snowed and... Oh. We'll be back. We will. Um, but it was good. Gretel does... Gretel goes Vienna. Yeah, it looks Check really it good. Um, so the museum's quartier is where, you might have guessed it, all of the museums are. And this is a great place to start spiralling out from. Um... It's on a couple of different uh, U-Bahn lines, the underground, and it's also at the base of one of Europe's biggest shopping streets called Maria Hilferstrasse. And Maria Hilferstrasse is where you'll find all of your kind of brand chain stores. So if you want to go fashion shopping, find bookstores, find anything, it's going to be on that street. Mm -hmm. And it goes for kilometres and kilometres and kilometres. And it stretches between the, the main centre of town, which is the Ringstrasse, which is where you'll find the opera and all of the government buildings, and the really beautiful heart of Vienna. Mm. And it stretches away up to the Westbahnhof, which is one of the major railway stations, where you might arrive, but they're in the process of building a, a Hauptbahnhof, which is a main station, in the site of the old Sudbahnhof, which is the south station. <laughs> it's all very confusing. But yeah. anyway, the Westbahnhof used to be the main station, and it still is more or less. It's in transition. Yeah. So you could arrive there, but these days the long distance trains arrive either at the Westbahnhof, the, the Hauptbahnhof, which is, in, which is in construction, or maybe at one of the minor stations like Meidling or Hutteldorf or something like that. Yeah. So make sure it's to a check bit all over the place. when you're arriving, if you buy a ticket or if you're just arriving on a random train, check where you're arriving to and plot your... Uh, your transit to your hotel or to your accommodation as well because you might be nowhere at all near yeah. where you want to be. Good point, good point. I think that'll change very quickly over the next year or so as they finish off the uh, connections into well, the Well, it's scheduled for 2015, so we've got a couple of years still. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure we'll be back and doing a new podcast before then. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's heaps to do. If you like shopping, then Maria Hilferstrasse is a really, really good place to go. If you like food, then I would recommend the Nashmarkt. Uh, it's got really good Asian food, but there's good places to eat all over the place, including Hoerigers, like the ones we mentioned. But I prefer to go to a Hoeriger in a small town. The ones yeah. in Vienna seemed a little fake to me. Yeah, not fake, just a different market. Yeah. They're, they're not quite what we had come to expect, having gone to them in the small towns. And they were a bit overpriced. Um, yeah, still worth the trip. Definitely worth okay. the trip. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, the Nashmarkt, if you want international food, some of the best sushi in Europe, I reckon, down mm. there. And then, um, yeah, you can catch one of the S-Bahns all the way out to the northwestern outskirts where there's a few towns with Hoyriggers. Yeah. Um, yeah, museums quartier we were talking about. Um, the museums that we've been to in that area and 
towards more of the kind of the monumental area of town. I think the CC Museum was I the one that it. really stood out for us. Mm-hmm. It was something quite different to other museums we had been to. Yeah, it's all about the uh, Empress Elizabeth, and you'll see her all over the place, uh, notably on blocks of chocolate. But she was the most famous empress of all time. She's really beautiful. She had really long brown hair, and she always put these stars in it. And she refused to be uh, painted after a certain age because she wanted to have her image as being really beautiful. And so this, um, this museum is all of her apartments and where she lived and tells her story of being a, the younger daughter of a, a minor noble and how they mm. came to court and they expected the older daughter to marry the prince, but no, he fell in love with the younger daughter. You know, it's, it's quite a nice story. It is, and she was a real kind of people's queen. I she guess. was the Diana so pe- of her age. Yeah, she really was, and she's got that, uh, I don't know, that, that mystique. But then it's amazing seeing the crazy opulence of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, yeah. which was huge. It, it was most of Europe, you know, at various points. And so seeing what their apartments were like and just mind-boggling. I really liked that she had an exercise room. Yeah, that was quite funny. Yeah, yeah, she had her own little exercise room and she did exercise every day. And everyone was like, no, don't do that, don't do that, you'll hurt yourself. <laughs> So yeah, that was really good. But there's heaps of things to do in that area. And you've got the opera house, so you can go and see the opera. Uh, The cinema, where you can see the third man, if that interests you, is is around there as well. I like to just catch a tram around the circle, the Ringstrasse. Mm. You need to hop on and hop off, but it's a really good way to get kind of a Scotsman's tour of Vienna. Yeah, we should clarify. um, There's a, a, a city circle tour, which is for tourists only, basically, and it's a day pass, and... This tram goes all the way around, and there's a, a guide and audio and it goes video every half and hour, an hour, stuff like, like that. that. But um, there's two public trams that each do one half of the circle. So if you get a day card, I think a or even just a, a, a one it's, hour, it's like a, one ticket. Yeah, it costs two euros. Yeah, or it's four euros for the day, yeah, and you can, uh, you know, you can just hop on, hop off, go to a museum, go walk in the gardens, jump on, go another stop. Yep. No, have or a you coffee, could just look walk at the, the same route, and yeah. it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's a lovely city. You should definitely go, and we should definitely go and edit this podcast so we can uh, grab some sleep tonight. Definitely. <laughs> well, thanks uh, so much for listening. As uh, blather on about a place that uh, you might not go to. It's not so popular, but uh, we well, really like it, and it's really definitely like it. worth it. And if you're planning a trip to Europe, and you've got an extra couple of days, I would definitely stop into to Austria. Mm. Because you'll probably be visiting France and Switzerland and Germany. So, I mean, you know, just pass through. Well, the uh, Indie Travel Podcast forums have just had a major, major revamp. And uh, they are a lot easier to, to follow and to post on. So if you'd like to meet other travellers, if you've got questions about travel or anything we talked about today then IndieTravelPodcast.com slash forums. You can get a free community account and join in. Uh, you can also ask us questions on Facebook or uh, Twitter, where you can find us at slash IndieTravel. Yeah, and if you have any great ideas for podcasts or something that you think that you'd like us to talk about, please tell us, because we're interested in knowing what you think. Yeah, or if you're doing a cool trip and would like to come on the show. Yeah. Well, don't forget that you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay travelling by booking through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. Well, that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well.
I, I think that's a bottle of Zweigelt over there. Let us go to it.